0: Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Field. I'm Pat Whalen. Pat is a lifelong
0: comic book geek. And Mike is a filmmaker and storyteller. So
1: naturally, a bulk of our conversations surround the world of the Marvel movies. Some consider the MCU one of the greatest achievements in modern day filmmaking, and others just think they're comic book movies. Each episode, we'll tackle one film and discuss the differences between the comic book and what's on screen. We'll explore the growth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from its inception to present day and beyond, and have a little fun along the way. You may not have asked for it. You certainly don't need it, but you'll be happy we're here. We think this is yet another MCU podcast. What's going on,
0: Pat? Not much, Mike. How are oh, you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, so we have returned. We have obviously you, last week we talked about Captain America: Civil War. Now we are going to take a left turn. We are talking about Doctor Strange this week. So I'll give you a quick facts, and then we'll go into all the stuff that we love to go into. So Doctor Strange is 115 minutes, a little under two hours. Doesn't feel like that. Rated PG-13. Production budget 165 million dollars, which surprised me. It's that's that's high for a new like a kind of like a new brand, like a new IP. That's yeah.
0: I don't know. That was the same. We talked about this in a couple of our bonus episodes, that that was the number that Marvel had to hit in the early phases. Plus, was it a 150? Of, it was 165, okay. but the early ones hit around 150. Okay. So, and there's a lot of visual effects in this. Oh, there's a ton of them, yeah. This
1: cool. came out on November 4th, 2016. It, it's opening weekend. It did $85 million. Domestic, it did $232 and worldwide $677 million. So, a lot.
0: <laughs> but I don't think it's—I don't think the return was as expected, or maybe it was as expected, but it wasn't as high as the other ones we've seen. The immediate return wasn't as high as the immediate ones. Their opening seen. weekend, the reopening weekend, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: it's first week of November. It's not really yeah. the holiday season yet. You I, got uh, hit in the Black Friday crowd. True, it's very true. Very. I mean, I think a lot of these, a lot of the Marvel releases aren't contingent upon when they want to release them within certain part of the year i think it has more to do with spacing out the other movies yes you know like oh we need a new marvel movie this time this time this every time. three four months yeah absolutely so you have a lot of people here that have not been in a lot of have not done anything in the other marvel movies you've directed by scott derrickson he's more of a horror director written by a ton of people but john spates scott derrickson again and see robert cargill uh music by michael chiacchino which i was very surprised that he was not involved in any other marvel movies he's the
0: he did Star Trek, right? The new Star Trek? Yes,
1: he did all the new Star Trek. He's done a ton of other stuff. He actually, this is the Marvel logo that plays in the beginning when they have they call and the, the music, fanfare. Right. He did that. He okay. wrote and composed that. Uh, So the cinematographer, Ben Davis. Now, Ben Davis comes back from Guardians of the Galaxy. He goes and does to do Captain Marvel. He did Age of Ultron. He will be doing the Eternals whenever that comes out. And we all know who produces these, so I'm not going to say it again. So now you have a, brand, a bunch of new people coming back. You have Benedict cumberbatch as dr steven strange i'm gonna say this dude's name wrong who plays mordo <laughs> twelty EGO4?
0: did i get that right i don't know sounds e- good hey. he's in serenity we all know who he's,
1: we know who he's in a bunch about. of stuff he's great <laughs> rachel mcadams is dr christine palmer benedict wong as wong I-, I hope that was just a coincidence
0: it's kind of like bd wong in jurassic park oh. Right. He's, he plays Doctor Wong, yeah. and in Law and Order: SVU. Well, I
1: like, that's what I know, BD Wong from uh, Law and Order. Mads Mikkelsen as Cassilius. I will tell you right now, he's the best Hannibal Lecter that has ever been played. You can, you can, uh, you can come at me all you want. He's the <laughs> best <laughs> Hannibal. That's right. Uh, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Michael Stuhlbarg as Doctor Nicodemus West. Well, I only gonna I only put him in there because I know he's a small role, but I'm curious if he's in, like,
0: in a comic. I know. You yeah, we're gonna talk about, about him. Like,
1: yeah. And then Benjamin Brett as Jonathan Pangborn. I want to talk about him too, because I
0: have a feeling. I don't know he's much bigger. about him, but, but I he... don't know why he's right. in this movie. He
1: feels like he should have a bigger role. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. And but we see the end of it, and it yeah. looks like spoilers for the end of this movie. <laughs> That's the tag. The tag. Yeah. The tag of the movie where it looks like Baron Mordo is looking to take his his magic power that had given him his He's
1: too many Was it? Too many sorcerers in the Too world? many magicians, he's too many doing, sorcerers. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So I don't know. If we'll see Benjamin Brad again, I don't, I don't understand because it, it seems like now in the and and we have no idea what's going to happen in the next Doctor Strange movie, but it's going off into the, this idea of the multiverse with Scarlet Witch. So are they yeah. going to even go back to the Benjamin Brad storyline?
1: Well, we'll get to let we'll get to kind of the this movie and the character in this movie, in terms of what he's done and within the MCU and and beyond. I've got a couple thoughts on that. But as far as this movie in and of itself, so this is the 14th MCU film now we've done. Wow, we've done 14 of these. The first conversation that me and you had here, actually, and then the first conversation I've had with a couple other people about the movie, the first thing that comes I say is he's such a jerk.
0: Oh, he's mean. In this movie. Doctor Strange is mean. Like, in the beginning of the
1: movie, he's such a jerk. And I know it's coming. I know he's going to get into the accident. And I'm like, you deserve this accident that's coming to you. but but that never changes. He is consistently a jerk throughout the movie. There's the
0: scene when he's he's feeling sorry for himself, he sold off all of his possessions to fund these treatments and he just rips into Rachel McAdams, yeah. Christine oh, Palmer and right. like it is not even like in no way do I feel sympathetic for for the character throughout the rest of the movie. He is just it's brutal.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't really apologize. He does apologize like he says I'm sorry, but
0: It's like you said
1: a lot like you were really like it was a good five minutes of berating her. And after she is clearly because they don't the concept of time kind of disappears here at some point Mm -hmm. between the accident and when rehab. And I'm like, how long has this been? Like how many? Because and we'll go into that. But (laughs) that he berates her after all the stuff she's done for him. She's shaving him. She's taking care of him. And then he's just like, oh, hey, I'm
0: sorry. And it's like when uh... he needs her though. Yeah, exactly. When he only needs her, when he, he needs he you to do he something, he apologizes. Yeah, and and, and we say apologizes in air quotes over here. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like what I tell my kids, are you apologizing because you feel bad, or are you apologizing because you want something,
0: or because you got you know you got caught?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's so he's so, like even when he's like learning all this stuff and he's learning the new ways of the world and what the, what all the other worlds out there, he's still a jerk who knows information
0: now. He wants like he wants to be the smartest one in the room again. Yeah. And lords it over the other people, and you know he he doesn't ask Wong for permission. He goes in and steals the books. Right. There's no redemption. It's for not. Him. Yeah, and it's, it's not, not fun.
1: It's not fun. Like it's not cute when he's stealing the books. It's just it's eh. like. Yeah. And they kind of they kind of rehash the same joke in this movie that they do in Guardians when he's listening to the Walkman, who's listening to Beyonce, yeah. and they and when he gets his Walkman stole, stolen in uh, or when a or in prison yeah, and yeah, they kind of use the same joke a little which is a little lazy, but whatever. It's really tough to root for him in this movie because even even the fight when he fights Cassilius the first time, it's the jacket. It's the cape that's fighting. Yes. It's not him. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he gets lucky. Yeah. I wonder if, and I don't know. I don't know if you watched the Sherlock show that he was in. Yes, I did. Okay. I'm wondering if he's just pulling from that in terms of his... Or maybe just because I've seen it. Because he's the same way in that. It is the same way.
0: Yeah. I've seen him in other movies where he's nicer. (laughs) I wonder if once they cast him in it, they they almost rewrote it to get a little bit more of that Sherlock feel. Right.
1: Right. I actually would have been okay if Mickelson played Doctor Strange. I would have been... I, I don't know. I like Mads a lot. I like his stuff he's in. And he's just there's just always like he's working on, now this is not to take anything away from Cumberbatch. This is just something that I, I've, always, I've enjoyed Mads in a lot of stuff. Uh, So that's why I, I, I could almost see him as Dr. Strange in just this role. It's just, maybe it's too much Sherlock blended in for me because I've seen it, but, He's really just one note with his jerkiness. Like I just can't think of a better word. Yes. I mean I can. I'm just trying to keep it PG, but it's
0: just <laughs> Mike doesn't want to have to edit those. Yeah, exactly. I'm just um, I'm
1: trying to be nice. Uh so it's just yeah, he's really a tough hero to root for.
0: Yeah, there's nobody in the I mean I guess maybe you root for Wong because Wong shows up, he he defends it, he you know, obviously gets
1: the one street that we only know as
0: Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what were those
1: called again temples, not temples, sanctums but sanctums
0: the sanctums sanctorums. So
1: I wanted to ask a question about the sanctums. So there's a sanctum in New York, there's a sanctum in London, and then there's a sanctum in Hong Kong. but we don't care about the southern hemisphere like there's no sanctums down there. there's no sanctums in like Brazil or, or like you know those sanctum in Africa somewhere, there's a sanctum in Australia. It's just the northern hemisphere
0: that we care about. just yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> You know, I'm going to answer this honestly. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> Just where this movie is going to go out and make
1: money. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's um, unfair. That's not right. But yeah, no, seriously.
0: But in the, and, and I don't want to like, we won't, I won't skip ahead too much in this piece, but in the comics, there are multiverses and they, they touch on that a lot in this one. Okay. Where there's a sanctum in each of the multiverses. Sure. And so there's a, a sorcerer supreme in each, in and each separate universe.
1: Which was the ancient one, right? she was the sorcerer supreme yes, in this
0: which i don't know if you remember this but do you remember the the Till the swinton controversy um no go ahead so the ancient one you know when this was written it was written in the 60s they played up the asian eastern culture of, of everything so the ancient one was an older asian man um oh, right you know from tibet a tibetan man and so until the swinton got cast. People who are in an uproar because oh why you know and Marvel was kind of in a a no-win situation because if they they put an Asian man in this this almost condescendingly typical Asian kung fu master role they probably would have gotten in trouble too Mm -hmm. and then they put in Tilda Swinton who said you know I'm not playing this you know I'm gonna I'm gonna play this as androgynous I'm gonna play this as you know you're not really sure who or where or what the ancient one is right and you know of course. She got in trouble for that too, so I mean, I, I don't think I don't think there was a winning situation here. I think Tilda went and played the ancient one well, right? Obviously, there needs to be more diversity in, in films in general, and that goes you know behind the scenes and in, in front of the camera. But yeah, I think they were I think they were in trouble no matter what.
1: Well, a lot of times the decisions are based upon money. The yeah. decisions are based upon you know what's going to make us the most money. So uh, I mean, if they're just straight up honest about that i mean you could say like well that's not right but it's yeah yeah but i want to make money yeah. so that's why we cast these people in these roles whatever it's what are you gonna do you, you no one's ever you can't please
0: everybody um I and don't, you could have brought yeah. in you know you i mean i don't know how many tibetan actors there are in hollywood not many that i could think of well good actors yeah, yeah. known actors um right. you could have brought in ken watanabe but they, then people would have been you know now you're 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 changing it well
1: people would have been you're changing it but then they would have been like is that the only asian actor you know right like, that's the only stuff yeah like exactly that. there's right. no
0: win here i think she played it well yeah enough yeah. and i think um yeah i didn't have a problem with her performance
1: <laughs> did you get the sense in the opening of the movie that they were trying to do an iron man opening with the music like it felt like yes. Iron Man. yeah they were
0: trying to use the music that they had an iron man they were trying to use it um like the audience connected through guardians yeah and now they wanted to, to bring it back in and, and, you know, give this another pathway into this absolute jerk of a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah. So when he shows up, well, you know, let me go back to the time frame. So how how long are we saying it was from in the movie, the accident to rehab 18 months? I mean, he got messed up
0: two so- years I don't know because there's a key, and I, and I'm wondering if you caught this. I did
1: I know i I already know where you're going. Go ahead.
0: when he's in the car and he's like yeah. driving to the party or wherever he's driving to, yep, you know he' somebody's coming up and says thirty seven year old former Air yep. Force lieutenant w- suffered a spine indis- in injury in an experimental flight suit right and That's roadie. We know that it's civil war. This takes place almost immediately after the opening of this, takes but they place. refute that.
1: Like they come out and say that that's not him. when do they do that? Uh, they talk to um they talk to like Derrickson or somebody who says that no, the time frame doesn't match up because this is supposed to take place after civil war and I which, don't I, I know I, I I know, I don't or no it's like because
0: there's a there's a piece in if we go back to Winter Soldier, right that when Hydra says, you know where we have our our giant laser guns pointed at yes, people. And they mention Stephen Strange of, you know, Greenwich Village. Right, right. Or New York City, whatever they say. <laughs> he's in Greenwich Village, and we'll get there. But they mention him. So I'm trying to understand. He wasn't the Sorcerer Supreme in... If we go back to Endgame, if, if, like we go to Endgame, and when Bruce Banner shows up to the Ancient One, to the Sanctum...
1: Is that Endgame or Infinity War? Endgame. Okay.
0: And when they travel back in time. Right. and so Bruce goes and sees the Ancient One and asks for the Time Stone. And she says, well, you're not, you know, Stephen Strange isn't supposed to show up for X amount of years. Okay. And then we, we you know, so we know that he's not there and ready in 2012.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Then in Civil War, they say Stephen Strange of, of New York is a, a danger to Hydra. We're going to eliminate him. We're going to assassinate him. But how do they know that if he doesn't become Doctor Strange until post Civil War? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's all over the place. I think I think they don't know.
1: Almost like they felt like they did this on their own a little bit and then they they added stuff to I don't I, just, I don't know cuz it's it's confusing. In
0: a movie about time, they get the time yeah, completely right. screwed up. Right.
1: So yeah, so Derrickson says that that by the time you've gone through his journey and you're into the second half of the movie it's present day. So in the beginning it's not. It's so you have to assume that if it's present day and Civil War just happened mm-hmm. then he that information is way before that. The information right. of the, that that's what Derrickson says. I'm reading this off IMDb. Some people believe that it actually refers to Justin Hammer's experiment in Iron Man 2. Where, he, where Stark shows up, shows the videos of the the armor research in the, you now when he's at the Oh, Haring? okay. Yeah, so the- some people are saying it's that, but I don't know. It's, because the car he's driving, here's the thing too, which doesn't make any which let's not take this in the grain <laughs> of salt. The car he's driving is a 2016 model.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So who cares? 2015, if- it comes, he, he buys the car brand new. Mm hmm. It still doesn't add up.
1: It, not, none of it adds up. None of it adds up. But here's the other thing. So my original question was, what's the time frame between his accident and rehab? Let's say it's two years. What's the time frame between him going to the temple and then him learning all the stuff? What's the time frame there? Because that's not two months. Well,
0: they they there was a montage.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right
0: uh but they show him that he learned astral projection so he could read while he slept so that he could read Give
1: could, me a break.
0: I'm just trying to explain it from the movie perspective.
1: So but does he astral project the books when he's reading while he sleeps?
0: There's a thing in the comics it's called the astral ring that if he he could touch physical objects when he's in the astral form. Okay. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't
1: know. Why does he need the ring? Why does he need the Metallic, what is it called? The
0: ring, a uh, ring sling. Okay, what? <laughs> sling ring. Sling ring.
1: Why does he need the sling ring to make a ring, but he only needs his hands to harness the energy? Uh, I don't like these shaking the heads here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, full disclosure to the viewers at home, listeners at home, viewers <laughs> and listeners—they're <laughs> staring at the screen. This podcast is brought to you by viewers like you. <laughs> um. To the, to the listeners at home, I have never been a huge Doctor Strange fan, so I tried to do as much research as I can coming into this one. I was coming in very cold. I had seen the... Um, Marvel had released an animated movie a few years ago, or not more than a few years ago, almost like 10, 15 years ago. I don't before, remember. Before uh, the uh, cinematic universe had started. And it's fine. It's good. It's his origin story. Um, Which this one, this movie is. Yeah, this one is too. So I don't know where some of this stuff came from. I, I just... Some of it's fine. <laughs> um, but, but let's talk about the video, the the VFX. Okay. Because, you know, in the previous ones, it's mostly been suits and rockets. This one is is heavier but right. on the VFX. Well, especially and, the opening. Yeah. The opening went to the inception school of world building. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, two things. One, the, a lot of VFX and two, you know, you talked about the cinematographer had come from a previous movie. This one seems off though. Like it seems darker than the other. I know the Marvel universe kind of has this this standard color palette, yeah, and it gets you know slack for it, and and um, people are like, well, it just looks like a TV series, but that's that's the point of this,
1: right? Well, you have a you have a director who's more of a horror guy, Derrickson, yep, and he
0: was able to get,
1: I guess, quote unquote, permission to do the second Doctor Strange as an R and it was supposed to be scary right or it was going to be an R rating scary I didn't know it was going to be
0: R rated but yeah it was supposed to be I, I, I think scary. it was supposed
1: to push the boundary but now he's out yes now they're talking about Sam Raimi doing it right so I'm going to speculate that he probably pushed for a lot of the differences you see in this movie compared to the other Marvel movies yeah. so it probably wasn't like perfect symbiotic relationship between him and Feige mm-hmm. so I would assume that's why you see him out for Doctor Strange yeah. too, because he probably wanted more and they were like no 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 and he just had to pull it back um, because it, this is the other thing and we'll get to it later on uh, with the MCU stuff is that it's now it's 2020 and there has been no talk of the Doctor Strange movie in terms of the next one starting production right so I'm going to you're assuming 2023 2024 easily with something this heavy it, on right. the visual. right? And now that's eight years between these two movies, which is like that's a long time. And I think, and we'll get to that, but that's I, and I'll, I mean, that's a byproduct of having so many characters, having so many right. movies, having so many. We need Avengers movies, and and you're now you're now you're having individual storylines, individual story arcs, or for character arcs for movies, pushed down the road. Yeah, well, you're not gonna have an Iron Man, Iron Man two, Iron Man three in the span of what four years, five years. Right. It's, yeah. So it was 2000.
0: What was it? 2008 to 2013. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. yeah. So, so. yeah. You're, five you're, years. Yeah.
1: Captain America is probably the same span. Thor was the same. You yep. We're getting a fourth Thor, but Thor was the same span. Those first three, a little. Yep. You're starting to get these things that are spaced out now. I mean, there's where's this third Ant Man? Well, they
0: just they just announced. Um, I know they're part of Phase Four, yeah. but it's like it's down the road. Well, they just made a big announcement on the third Ant Man. So oh, we are right, um right. we're sitting here in middle of September when we're recording this. They just announced that uh Kang, the conqueror, right, okay, that's the bad in, guy, um, yeah, yeah, okay, so I, I but again we're we're still stuck in the can we can we film phase so the, the writing that's what or, makes me laugh
1: there's all these announcements about all these people signed up yeah. and all these movies that they're signed for it's like yeah but you're not doing any of them <laughs> all right I, it's great that you've got the next 40 years lined up for productions but you you're not doing any of them it, so it's it's kind of just like all right great they're yeah. doing that add it to the list <laughs> so yeah. yeah well back to this movie so, oh go ahead what no you no gonna what we're gonna ask I was gonna say like the Stan Lee cameo I was going to the cameo oh the cameo was fine that's the, now. This is one of the cameos that they shot. They started shooting ahead of time, right? Because um, he was getting sick. He was a little older. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he can't really do as much. But this was the Stanley cameo was shot by James Gunn. It wasn't shot by Derek. Oh, okay. And so I think he shot all four. I, I think they came in did it one time. They must have just been on a soundstage, mm-hmm. with, you know, and just did it. And they just placed it in. Yeah. So yeah,
0: it was fine. What were you gonna talk about? Does the conclusion work for you? Does the fi- the battle with Dormama work? Where he when he, he repeats time when, when over he just, and over again when his idea is just to annoy the hell out of him and yeah. be a jerk to him,
1: it's okay, it's fine. Did you know that he voiced him? I did know that, and that it was his suggestion, which kind of bugs me. I, I like Gumberbatch. I do. It's a bit of an it's a bit of a power play and an ego play to, to be the villainy to, and the hero. to be like, hey man, what should, well, I should do this and and. And then like Derrickson's comp- explaining it afterwards and it's almost like a rationalization, like, oh, you know, it's strange his ego, he has to fight himself in this movie and just like get over it's, like, it's, it's like it's like it's like twenty twenty hindsight rationalizing why you chose that.
0: Yeah, it almost seems like the in Captain Marvel where the uh what's it, Annette Benning's character, yeah if like, you visualize your biggest fear yeah. essentially, and that's what he's doing with his ego, but he still has an ego afterwards. Like, yeah. He's like, I, Oh, I just I, won. I know, I know. I would have actually preferred if Tilda Swinton voice Dormalo. That's fine. You know, I maybe mix it up a little bit from her voice for the Ancient One. But- and
1: they they talk about the Ancient One and they talk about how she gets her power from the Dark Realm a little bit. And yeah. that's kind of what sends Mordo off into being the villain. I didn't realize he was the villain in the book in those comics. He's the we, main yeah. yeah, he's the main um, villain. I kinda wanna know how she's getting her power from the Dark Realm. Like I kind of wanted to know, like, in what way are you doing mm-hmm. that? Why are you tethered to the Dark Realm? How are you tethered? Did you make a deal? Like, what's the deal? Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So th- that's kind of left a little on this, uh, off there. I want to ask you this about, what is his name again? Dormor? Dormammu? Dormammu, okay. Yeah. I keep confusing him with the DC Galactus one, right? The World Eater? Galactus is Marvel. Is Marvel, okay. Fantastic what's this, Four. What's the DC one? What's the one that was in
0: Green Lantern? Oh, uh, um, you had Sinesh, you had Parallax, that the
1: the movie the one that the big yeah was yeah, that parallax okay.
0: parallax um Hector oh god I haven't seen that movie in forever Hector Hammond was the guy with the big head no, no, the Parall- no, no, no. parallax parallax is the big the, creature yeah yeah
1: what so is is there a difference between these three things like they all eat worlds like what's the thing so <laughs>
0: what's the deal with these things Galactus is the world eater okay. he's the one from Fa- Fantastic Four he's like their big big villain and the fact that they put him in the second Chris Evans Fantastic Four movie without any buildup or anything just seemed a little like we're, we're skipping right ahead to okay. the big guy um, but he is like the ultimate world devourer type guys you know multiple characters have be- have faced him parallax and i'm not gonna go completely into green lantern mythology no, don't bother. yeah. Just... but each um there's not just the green lantern there's there's lanterns with right. a ring for every color Se- of the spectrum of the the roy b jiv g bib spectrum okay red orange yellow green blue indigo violet and each one of those has a has this like constructed creature that powers and and feeds off the power from the lanterns and and so the the yellow ring is based on fear right the orange ring is based on greed or avarice red is on rage green is on willpower blue is hope and Violet. Violet is love, I think, and I don't remember what... Ind- Indigo might be compassion. Okay. What happened in the Green Lantern mythology is the Parallax one got into the green, the, the big giant green lantern on Oa and infected the Green Lanterns and, and instilled them with a little bit of fear, and so they couldn't use their rings against the color yellow. Okay. It gets crazy. Okay. But, um, So that's that's what that one is. I The, the Green Lantern movie is trash. <laughs> Why or, they went with the Hal Jordan storyline instead of John Stewart, who we all knew from the Justice League cartoons? I don't know. Okay. Um, Dormammu, I'm still trying to figure him out. Okay. But he's yeah, he's another. Be- he's this dark.
1: He's in a he's in a mult he's in a universe part of the multiverse that's just all dark dark realm like yeah it evil. There's nothing yeah. that good in the dark
0: realm as far as I can tell. No. But not he's even like with Doctor Strange. He's goes.
1: like a collection of planets though he's like a collection of like just space junk floating around yeah yeah i don't, know.
0: I don't some of the visuals work like a lot of the but the inception stuff worked but we had seen the inception stuff right the when we get into the dark realm it, it just seems like i don't know if this came out in 3d i don't know if you remember that, that i think that it was, did it did that was 3D. built for the 3d kind of think, trippiness of the colors did. and everything but and maybe this will lead us right into, or maybe not, no, no. the movie into the the comic comparisons. But the comics are very trippy. Like okay. they were when they were written in the, the 60s. You know, we've talked about this with other series before. But height of counterculture, uh, a lot of the writer, a lot of the readers who were college students at the time, thought that uh, Steve Ditko, who helped create and co-create the character and, and was really the driving force behind him, was a deadhead so to speak you know that he was he was in on it you know he was you know be cooler if you did type of guy um <laughs> and so he the panels were super trippy the 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 way he he worked with the color and the the structure of the comic was different than a lot of people had seen before so uh, this seems like they just pulled pieces from other you know they put like you said they pulled piece maybe from greenland and they pulled piece from inception the movie itself the movie itself they didn't do any visuals that stood out as something fresh or something new. And, and it's hard to do that. Right. But when you're coming off of a comic that, that did that, you know, try a little harder. So, <laughs> so the scenes in the movie where they're,
1: the buildings are flipping up and, and they're kind of, you know, the physics of the world are in the mirror versus yeah. is, is that stuff from the comic?
0: I haven't seen a lot of, I, again, I haven't read much. I read um, a handful of the dicko era stuff and then I read one from the 2015 series, as well as 2005, a, a short piece called "The Oath." Um, I didn't see anything about the Mirrorverse. There's a lot of I didn't, yeah, I didn't get any of that in my notes. There's a lot of stuff in the astral plane that they 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 go to. So, so they
1: just invented the Mirrorverse for this movie. I think eh, so.
0: Yeah, Come on, uh. and, and listeners can correct me if if I'm wrong on this one. But uh, so let us know where the Mirrorverse popped up from. But I couldn't find anything.
1: All right, so now we're gonna. I guess we're we're now into the comic book movie. Cassilius is not a big villain in the in the comics. He's a minor villain.
0: He is almost like a um, sidekick of Baron Mordo. (laughs) Okay, Uh, and and Mordo is the real main villain. He's you know he they skew close to the comic origin in this one where he was a disciple of the Ancient One. He was he was the one that was actually doing dark magic. So the Ancient One in the comics didn't really. Touched the dark dark magic, but Baron Mordo was dealing with it, and and the Ancient One knew he was doing it the whole time.
1: So Mordo is more like Casilius in the movie. Yes. But he's
0: okay. And I think in this, they're just making the differences between Mordo and, and Strange. You know, they want to tie them together a little bit more before they turn them into this big, you know, he's the first villain in a long time we've seen who survived.
1: Who's this, Mordo? Mordo. Well, he wasn't really technically a villain. Right. He he becomes a villain. He becomes a villain. Right. So he's, I mean, clearly he's going to be the villain in the next movie, I would assume. Or part of it. Part of it. I don't know. What I wanted to ask you was, is Strange's origin story in the movie similar? What are the similarities and differences? It's almost beat for beat. With Mordo training
0: him? Uh, with Morno working alongside him and the ancient one. So to backtrack, yes, the whole thing, like whether it was it was in uh, so Dr. Strange first appeared in Strange Tales, number one Ten by Stanley, Steve Dicko, you know, our regular cast of characters there. <laughs> yeah. it was, I think like an eight page story, okay that that told the origin. There was a later one down the line that retold the origin that was two issues that they just extended it out and went into a little bit more of the training. And then in the 2015 series by Jason Aaron, they just retold the series, uh, the origin story on page one Mm -hmm. in, in I think, like 12 panels. So it's pompous doctor, pompous surgeon, who, driving very fast one night, crashes his car, destroys his hands, goes through experimental surgeries, can't fix them, can't hold the uh, scapula anymore, can't do what he wants to do. He eventually finds his way to Tibet. And, and where he trains where he learns to train with the ancient one the comics are you know we talked a little bit about how they were trippy but they were also very they were dark they were dour almost in terms of dialogue it was it was more formalized dialogue it wasn't like stuff you would normally hear on the streets right and and you know i credit to the writers of marvel who are a little bit better at writing real dialogue than writing like dialogue for scripts. And uh what I mean by that is like what you and I would be saying versus you know, how it may you know versus what's written on the page. Gotcha. Is it necessarily what how people talk. It's the same. It's it's dark, it's dour, but he's a lot more sarcastic. He's a jerk. Right. Don't get me wrong. And he's he, he is pompous and he's one of the smartest people in the Marvel universe. And if anybody wants a good series on that, go check out the Illuminati. Yeah, I know what I'm saying now with the Illuminati, but it should have been a recommended reading last week with Civil War. There's the Illuminati Road to Civil War, where um, Strange, Tony Stark, Namor, Black Bolt um, from the Inhumans, uh, Professor X, I believe. Uh, they're all they're, they're what they call the Marvel Illuminati. They're they're, they're oh, and uh, Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. They're the smartest people in the universe. They're the they're the heads that kind of make the decisions. Okay. So, uh, he's he's on that group he's is um, he on that group because he just knows
1: he time he well knows he's what's representative
0: coming. of the mystic side of the universe right but he's also again one of the smartest ones
1: does he have in this comics does he have the time stone like he does in this
0: he has the soul stone okay wow okay um, so i think they gave him this one because there are items in the doctor strange canon that lets him play with time so I think they gave him that, plus they wanted to, you know, as Wong says at the end, that's an infinity stone. Right, they right. They to just tie this in together.
1: Well, Which kills me in the movie because he's the only one that can use that. No one else can touch that. No one. He has it around his neck for most of the movie. He didn't ask. He just took it. And, and no one's like, oh, okay, no problem.
0: Yeah, okay, put it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the same way. Like, oh, you know what? You defended the New York Sanctum. You got it. He was just there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
0: Mike, half of the battle is just showing up. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> so, Christine Palmer. Yes. Now, we talked about the Night Nurse a little bit, I think, a couple episodes ago with Rosario Dawson, who plays mm-hmm. the Night Nurse in the shows Daredevil and Luke Cage. And she pops up, I think, in all of them, uh, in all the Netflix shows, right? Yeah, Jessica I think she Jones was like, like the employment. Phil Coulson character yeah, yeah.
0: for the Defenders series. But I
1: didn't realize that there was... A, a three night nurses or
0: like so explain the night nurse. Yeah, so me. simple answer. She's a night nurse. She's <laughs> a night nurse. She's a nurse to the costume vigilantes of New York. So when they get injured, they show up to her kind of secret location and she patches them up. Um, do you put an ad out to do that, or do you just kind of like you just kind of know you're part of the community? Like <laughs> somebody just passes it along and says, "Hey, go check out you know go check out night nurse." Um. So yes, there was there's three of them. It dates back to, the first one's name is Linda Carter. Not, okay. Not the Wonder Woman actress, but her name is Linda Carter. She was published in a book originally called Linda Carter Student Nurse, which I didn't know that, and it came out in the early 60s, and it was just more of a just like following her along in her life as a nurse and and dealing with doctors and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she became one of three night nurses in the 1970s, which they were- in the 70s in comics, they were trying to be, We I think we talked about this in one of the bonus episodes, there's different phases, different ages of comic history. So in the 40s to the mid-50s, it was the golden age. After that to probably early 70s, it was the silver age. And then it gets grittier and they try to tell these these more realistic stories. So like Batman moved into Gotham City outside of his mansion on the, on the outskirts and he was dealing with just more like street muggers and petty criminals and just serial killers and stuff so comics were were going in that like the world is a dark and dangerous place don't go out at night type of situation <laughs> the three of them are linda carter is the first one georgia jenkins is the second and christine palmer is the third all appearing as as a night nurse in this in this is, series called night nurse
1: is dawson's character georgia jenkins in them? is she a different totally different name can't she remember. is Claire
0: Temple. So then she's, Temple? she's not, they just made her a night nurse. They she's just not made really. Her, yeah. okay. okay. All right. Okay. So, um, uh, Linda Carter is more kind of like a plucky nurse detective. She didn't actually formally take on the title of night nurse until 2004 in a daredevil comic. Okay. Uh, when she patched up daredevil, Damn. Um, <laughs> you're my night nurse, uh, George Jenkins. She was an African American woman. She provided free medical clinic and, and care to the people on her block. And then, uh, Christine Palmer, was the the third one, another one that was part of this night nurse team that was, you know, helping helping people in in, in distraught neighborhoods and, and just kind of dealing with uh, the dangers of society. Okay. But the one that they they use for the movie, sort of, for the most part, is the Linda Carter type character. And they just take Christine Palmer's name. Obviously you're not gonna use Linda Carter. Right. And I think the reason they do that is so you asked about, the, I think you had emailed me, what's The Oath? Doctor Strange, The Oath. Right, because I guess there's some reference in the movie to the comic. Yeah. So first off, Christine Palmer, or um, Night Nurse, the Linda Carter version, is in The Oath. So The Oath is a, a story written by Brian K. Vaughn, writer behind X Machina, Why the Last Man, Saga, which is fantastic. It's a five-issue miniseries. Doctor Strange, it opens with Doctor Strange getting shot, and he's shot by... A silver bullet out of the gun of Adolf Hitler, which has dark magic in it, which is why I was able to break through his <laughs> like it's just shaking his head right on. now. The dark magic broke through Strange's barriers, so that he went to the Night Nurse, and and we re- learned the story from there. Well, hold on, hold on. but I want backtrack. Where does he get shot in Germany? No, uh, a thief that broke into the Sanctum Sanctorum had the gun in London. No, in New York. City. So Hitler
1: had broke broke into the sanctum and no, shot No, it him. wasn't
0: Hitler. It was another guy that had the gun. All right, you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it was a character called Brigand. He had picked up the gun somehow uh, and used the dark magic that was imbued in it to to shoot Doctor Strange. Gotcha. Because comics
1: all makes sense. <laughs>
0: goes to Hashtag to because <laughs> comics. Coast to
1: see the night nurse go on.
0: So we learn from there that Doctor Strange, in an attempt to cure Wong, who was who was suffering from a terminal cancer, had found a magical elixir that could essentially cure all, not only all cancer, but all diseases. And so it gets stolen by this character Uh, that... that, Undoubtedly. Yeah, that that shoots Strange and eventually finds its way to a pharmaceutical company that wants to destroy it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just read it. Just read it it's going to be one of our recommended reading so, so i have a it. picture
1: i just have a picture of this evil dude wearing evil robe stuff right Coming in shoots shoot strange grabs and yes <laughs> and the next thing he's like in a business suit in a waiting room waiting to have, take a meeting with the head of the pharmaceutical yes i'm ready to for my meeting Do do do. like that's is that what happens in the comic that's like ridiculous that's ridiculous <laughs>
0: i'm not going to spoil the whole thing but you've just I mean, spoiled I, mean, it. I mean there's a lot of people in suits in it in a superhero book okay um but in it, so Night Nurse, you know, follows them around. You, you know, Wong is sick, strange has been shot, so she comes along. At the end, without any real unless I completely missed it, there is some <laughs> chemistry, but but minimal sexual tension between the characters and minimal hinting at they make out and they kiss at the very end You're last talking about panel. Night Nurse and Strange. Yes. Yeah, you know
1: what? I didn't even want Christine Palmer to be with him in right. this movie. And, and and she
0: deserved better. It didn't make any sense in the in the book. It doesn't make any sense in this movie. Like it sounded like in this movie they had like an affair, like a little fling together in this movie. In the movie, yeah.
1: Well, in the movie, they they went out once. I think they yeah. were together once, and then because she says it's the strange rule, she doesn't date people she works with. They're yeah. definitely flirting, but she knows he's a jerk off, yeah. so she's not. She doesn't want anything to do with him. And then even when she's rehabbing, she clearly cares about him. But I mean, let's just assume nothing happens. So it's, yeah, no, she, she deserves better than him. You wanted to talk about Nicodemus. Yes. is that it? Nicodemus West. He's
0: the doctor that fixes Strange's hands in the, the comic in, in Dr. Strange, the oath. He does the same. He fixes Dr. Strange's hands, but he's like, Strange absolutely rips into him again and says, "You know how dare you, you in know, the comic? In the comic, yeah. you know you ruined my life, you destroyed my career, yada yada yada." Michael um,
1: Stolberg, who plays Nicodemus West, is an actually an awesome actor. He plays uh, Al Rothstein in the Borwalk Empire series. He's not in this movie for no reason. Like he's got to be in this movie for a better reason than just to get crapped on by Cumberbatch. But you're saying no. That's all I'm it is. saying.
0: No, uh, I mean, in in the oath, he eventually learns. So in the oath. You know, we see that Strange turns down various patients because they can't pay, and it's just not a challenge to him. And one of them comes up to Nicodemus West and says, "Thank you so much. You know, I'm gonna die, but you ruined his career. You know, <laughs> from all of us that he didn't save or he refused to save, thank you." And so that th- that throws West off. He's like, "Well, no, that's not what I meant to do. I meant to I meant to help him." And eventually, you know, he. he he found his way to the Ancient One too. And the Ancient One trained West almost as an insurance policy that, oh, really? that Strange wouldn't work. And that was unbeknownst to, to Strange. And West had um, accidentally murdered somebody and in order to give up um, in order to kind of like cover that up, he joined what they call Timely Pharmaceuticals. And, and those that listen to our history of Marvel Comics knows that Timely was the, the first name of uh marvel comics nice. original name
1: i like how you're tying it into another episode yeah.
0: always yeah so he hires this hitman to go get the the elixir from strange and then he brings it back to his bosses at the pharmaceutical company who had you know made these drugs that were so expensive and so out of you know they were not covered by insurance which by the way insurance <laughs> uh, um, pharmaceutical companies want their drug to be covered by insurance yes that makes sense t- because it's going to sell more. More people will go get it. Doctors will recommend it. You don't want it to not be covered. So I don't understand. Uh, anyway, that, I'm getting off track. But it's just stupid when that happens in movies. That like, oh, we have this drug that's not covered. Right. You know, come get it. Okay. Well, you screwed up then.
1: Put it through trials.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> you screwed up. You like, why is well, why are insurance companies not uh, reimbursing you? But I digress. So. <laughs> that is uh nick west i don't think i mean unless they try to tell that story where they have too many like floating ideas out there so you know, nick west could obviously follow the character uh the, the character from the, the oath comic and go and train with the ancient one we don't know what's going to happen with benjamin bratt but yeah is yeah. is baron Mordo going to become the full villain or are they going to really just embrace this The movie is going to be called uh, Madness of the Multiverse or something.
1: Right. A lot of the notes that I have in terms of comic verse movie, not a lot is like, there's like in the other movies that we do, it's always like, oh, they pulled from this, they pulled Mm -hmm. from that, pulled from this. There's nothing in this that they pulled from. Like, I don't know. Aside from the accident, aside from his origin story of becoming who he becomes, you know, and the fact that they do use Cassilius, because even Cassilius is is a, it's supposed to be an amalgamation of Mordo, Mm -hmm. this guy, Kalu. Who's a rival of the ancient one and master of black magic, and then the mindless ones, which are minions, which is of Dormammu, right? Which is what Cassilius and his two people become as they're going up to. Dur- they start turning into the mindless yep. ones, I guess. So that's the only kind of thing that's pulled from a comic. Everything else just kind of seems like meh. We made know. it up as we went. Yeah, He's,
0: you know, you you had sent me a note. He's like, you know, tell me about some of his his stuff. And and one is the the crimson bands of Sidorak, which right. You'll notice uh, anybody who re- goes and reads the Doctor Strange comics after this. There's a lot of alliteration. There's the the, um, oh yeah, hosts of Hogarth. Yeah, and the the, uh, the wand of Watum The wand of Watum and and all this stuff. The cauldron of um.
1: The daggers of Davaroth.
0: Yes, a yeah. lot of alliteration. Um, I, got, I got another one. Hang on, hang on. Where is it? No, that's not one. Never mind. <laughs> um, Love, love the alliteration. Yeah, but the crimson bands. I don't know what that thing was. Like, that thing was this, like, kind of cage, it was, almost cannibal yeah, lecture like, type in. thing. I liked it, though. The bands aren't... They're actual red, almost, like, sil- electrified silk bands. Oh, is how the comic? Come. Yeah, and oh, you'll okay. see in Endgame, when they go and fight Thanos, he uses what actually look like the crimson bands in oh, really? the comics. Yeah, so I don't know what this, like, weird cage thing is.
1: Who knows? Well, let's be honest. The cape is the one that used it, not him.
0: Right. And the cape, the robe, excuse me. Right, uh, the, the cloak. The, cloak. the cloak, cloak of levitation. That's
1: not alliteration.
0: No. <laughs> the cloak of levitation shows yeah. you. Interesting. But the cloak of levitation looks like it's... It almost acts like it's the magic carpet from Aladdin. Oh, yeah. And it's, oh, absolutely. It's got a little bit of... like. I can own... show you the
1: world... <laughs> shiny
0: there, you go. there the, you go the cloak is it's definitely a thing from the comic he wears it all the time mm-hmm. um,
1: if I'm Mordo and they get and they're like the cloak chose you I'd be a little ticked off that I only got boots boots <laughs> I got the boots you got a you got a wicked cloak you got a cloak and I got the boots I got dumb boots that make me walk on the side of the walls which you can do anyways
0: <laughs> and he gets the eye Agamotto. yes <laughs> It's, yeah it, it, I don't know some of this stuff seemed really forced oh here's another one the Acts of Angoramas Angoramas which he it, uses right in the comic because he loses
1: power or something like that yeah so he
0: uses that in the again this is another one on the recommended reading I'm only going to recommend the ones that I read but they were really good and I found I'm uh, recommend uh, the
1: ones <laughs> that I read that's dynamite <laughs> research there Pat
0: <laughs> I looked them up they're highly regarded by uh, uh, by other fans but I made sure they were legit field <laughs> did my research yeah so in the 2015 jason aaron um chris picallo series which is fantastic uh that's where he's a little bit more sarcastic he's still a pompous jerk but he's in a nicer way about it right um dr jerk one of the the cool things they do when he's in the astral plane and they see him looking at all the different monsters and everything the monsters are in color and the rest of Earth is in black and white. Right. So it's a nice visual. I think I sent you some some shots from it. It's a yes. nice visual representation of it. And it was, a, it was a cool way to play with the comic medium. But part of the first two volumes of the series, and, and even the third one afterwards, is there's a price to pay with magic. And I think there's even a line in the book that says the bill comes due. Oh, Mordo says that too, yeah. too in the movie. And it's... The it's, bill always comes due. It's a huge theme of the movie where you know every time you use some magic you uh, you get sick or there's something you know ruined right. your body or somebody you know there, there's something to pay for tapping into this this mystical side of the world
1: which what's Benjamin Pratt Bat- paying for what's what's uh, Pangborn paying for nothing he's constantly got magic in his spine i don't know yeah exactly yeah.
0: the other part of it is there's a group um that is almost treats science as a religion comes and attacks all of the different multiverses all of the different sanctums kills most of the sorcerer supreme from the different universes and then may finally make their way to earth and of course dr strange and a bunch of the other uh, mystics on earth have to fight it and that's when he picks up the axe of Angrumus, which mm-hmm. is imbued with magical powers, so he's still able to use a little bit of it. Everything wow. imbued with magical powers in this world. Yeah. So, that's one. Definitely check it out, but it's a, like I said, it's very sarcastic. It's almost this kind of like, it's that moment you get from Endgame when him and Wong are going to go out for ice cream.
1: Totally forgot that moment.
0: When, uh, when uh, Banner crashes into the Sanctum. So Heimdall right, sends right. him off okay. of the ship, crashes him in, where they're a little bit more personable and they're like, that's what their day is. They just kind of wander around Greenwich village. People come to them with some problems and, and they're usually the mystic sort and they, they solve them and, and that's, that's their adventures. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you get on this one.
1: So before we, before we dive into the MCU stuff, I yeah. want to ask one more thing about does in the comic. Is he always, is, is the running gag always that he has to tell people that he's not a doc. He's a doctor, not a mister.
0: Uh, no. Okay. Uh I, I think, did that like five times in this movie. I think that came from what I found on that was when he was created somebody was going to call him Mr. Strange. Right. And it was already close to Mr. Fantastic. I think there was a couple other Mr. characters that were out there so they made him a doctor. Okay. And so I think that was more um I mean it
1: comes off pompous
0: in the movie but I it comes off pom- if it pompous like yeah but like I, I I think it was just I, I don't know maybe it's it's also how you know the science and the magic make make sure good foil i don't know it's fine
1: no it's fine <laughs> let's talk about uh, this movie uh, within the mcu and i'm gonna start off with the tag at, uh, with the thor tag yes okay that's actually from the thor movie right that's not even like shot for this i don't believe so no okay, i think so... there's
0: similar scenes in because i gotta be uh, i gotta getting
1: i uh, ragnarok. I've totally forgot ragnarok like i forgot that he even sees strange in ragnarok i just always assume he's on the planet
0: yeah, I forget in the opening, but Hela comes and, and they find Odin in right, um, right. one of the, the countries that worships the Norse mythology. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so
1: Strange So strange is only in that one scene.
0: Yes. Okay. He,
1: that's the only time he's in that movie. And then you don't ever see him again until Infinity War.
0: Yes. Right. Okay. Oh, did I say Endgame before? I meant Infinity War when they're going out. For ice cream. For ice but cream, That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Uh,
1: whatever. They're all together. Yeah. They're going to be one big movie anyways. All right. So the next time he shows up is in Thor Ragnarok. And then Infinity War and Endgame, and then that's it. Yes. That's the only, only times. So yeah. Never anything else. Okay. Because in Endgame, they're a big part of how everybody gets to the fight at the end. Yes. all With all those big giant sling rings, they're a huge part of how everybody fights, gets to go. First of all, they got to get to all the places to mm-hmm. let everyone come in. You think they would get a little more time in terms of screen time.
0: Yeah, okay. Which he does get a lot of time in Infinity War, where he gets partnered up with with Peter and Tony. Well, he's in space with them, he's right? he's in space yeah. with them. Right. I, I think that helps a lot because his person, from a personality perspective, he's a better character. He's mm-hmm. a more enjoyable character. Obviously, he has the foil of the other two. The you know, Tony's a little pompous, and then Peter is Peter. You know, I think they needed to give him a little bit more in that, but they needed to make him nicer, which they did, mm-hmm. and they made him more friendlier. He's still a jerk. He's still, you know, when he says, "I'm Doctor Sh- Strange," and Peter says, "Oh, we're using our our made up names now." <laughs> so he works well against the foils, but yeah, I think you know when he shows up, I guess in Black Panther in Wakanda. Oh, wh- and he—he's he, in Black Panther. No, he's not. Okay. But like in, in Endgame, when oh, they right, they right, do right, the right, circles, right. Well, he must show up in Wakanda to say, "Follow me through these circles." Well, he's
1: got to. He's he disappears. He with the snap.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Which makes me laugh because he he finds all these he's the whole most of the movie he's spent not most of them, most of the end of the movie of Infinity War is spent with him contemplating the the what needs to happen for them to win, mm-hmm. and he says there's only one thing that can happen. And it's obviously that he has to they have to sacrifice themselves or they have right. to allow themselves to die or whatever. So he's gonna remember when he comes back five years later that as soon as he comes back, oh, oh, I don't I war. don't
0: think to them it was it was five years later. It's I think another, to them it was just like. like but how do
1: they know? that everybody is fighting at the other the other side of the world, and they need to go get everyone to go 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 there. How
0: do they know that? I think it was him. I think he maybe like did some magic and do looked you, into do it. you think he
1: popped a hole in the like when he was getting the books out? He's just like, Whoa. oh OK, we're fighting. Let's go.
0: <laughs> oh, OK, we're in upstate New York. <laughs> Whoa, now, <guys. laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: But like I could just imagine, let's, I'd like to see him like be sling ringing everywhere. Nope, not here.
0: Nope, not here. That would be funny.
1: How does he get all of his disciples like they make it seem like he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. He does become the Sorcerer Supreme. But they Supreme. never say that. He's just part of the sanctum in New York. They never say that he's Sorcerer. If he was Sorcerer Supreme, he should be in the temple where he first, where he met the Ancient One. Not in New York. They never say that? I don't remember it, but that's, I mean, I have a <laughs> shoddy memory, but, you know. I, you could be right.
0: He, well, I assumed he took over because the other Sorcerer Supreme, the Ancient One, died. Why does
1: he get to take over? He just became sorcerer. Why does he get to take over? Well, should it be Wong? Because the cloak picked him. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. No, no Wong's then. a butler. Wong is training as like a, a butler to the Mystic Arts.
1: Oh my god, he's a butler. Yeah, but he can use the sling ring. He knows all those powers. We can only be. He, he, can only, he doesn't get the cloak. He can only buttle? That's Terrible. All right. <laughs> so I guess we talked about it a little bit. The intention of this movie was always to introduce the idea of the multiverse. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess that was what they were going to do moving forward, which okay. I'm going to tell you right now, if sales ever, sl- you know, slack, they're going to go to another dimension to bring back. Iron Man. I mean, oh yeah. It's just, like that's, what's going to happen. If they're like, Oh, we didn't do that. Good with that movie. Just go Iron Man. Let's go. Iron Man five. <laughs> another dimension. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were intending to introduce the idea of the multiverse and i forgot movie. how
0: heavily they hit on the multiverse cuz like when spider-man far from home came out and they the trailer's like oh mysterious from a multiverse i knew it was bs right but looking back on this i was like oh man they really hit on this multiverse concept right right and it's like oh maybe maybe had they i don't know maybe like this could be possible and i think that is what we're going to get an exploration of in the second movie and also the wandavision disney plus show do you think there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs in that one? Yeah, I think it's going to... I think the end of WandaVision or end of the first season, however that makes it work, I think it's going to lead right into Doctor Strange 2. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but I will... Speaking of TV shows, we talked about this on another one of the bonus episodes is The Runaways. Okay. And in The Runaways, it doesn't have very many connections through the rest of the MCU, the one thing that it does have a connection to is this movie. Okay, go ahead. And so there's the character of Nico and her mother, Tina. They wield... The... I want you
1: to know that I have no idea who you're talking about, but go ahead.
0: Um, Just fine, go ahead. Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll do it. That's the thing. But they they wield this item called the Staff of One. And it's, it's this magical item. And then when they tap into the dark magic through this... It's, it's a dark magic conduit, essentially. Their eyes get the same glowy look that Mads Mickelsons does. They get a, the purple around them? They get the purple and the black? Game, yeah. Oh, okay. So they've tapped into the dark realm. They've tapped into the dark realm and they've gone into the dark dimension and, and they, they bring back villains from the dark dimension. Uh, one being Morgan Lefay, who's a mystic witch character. But this is like of all the movies to tie into it. <laughs> <or> <laughs> Doctor all the, Strange. All the things to tie into it. That was one of it. But it was a small reference and, and you'd only really get it if you had seen both. Um, is the dark dimension a bigger deal in the comic than it is that, w- that we've known
1: in the movies? Yeah. Okay. I, mean,
0: I think we only get two hours with it. No, that. I got
1: you. Yeah. I'm wondering good. if they use the dark dimension a lot in the comic in terms uh, to explain a lot of some of the villains,
0: a lot of the mystic villains, mystic. Okay. Yeah.
1: Did you get the whole motif that the color green means you're a villain in the MCU? Cause that's part of this. Like, so Mordo wears green, Hela, is green and Thor.
0: Well, that's a Loki. thing. In, that's a thing in most comics too. He's, okay. So Lex Luthor wore green and purple in his suits. Um, is that
1: like an unwritten thing? Or is that just kind of like how it worked out?
0: I think it was just kind of how it worked Cause out. Every, like Cause the Joker has a lot of green in his hair. Obviously mm-hmm. in
1: contrast to the blue.
0: Well, in contrast to the, like, the, blue, the blues and yeah. the reds from the heroes. But then the green Lantern's green. And the villain is yellow. Yeah. So I got green arrow is, is green. Um, you mean Batman too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean he had an arrow yeah, that's right he had an arrow cave an aeromobile an arrow a
1: lot of dc talk in this episode pat it is that's how great we love that <laughs> <laughs> now i shouldn't say that so let's wrap it up because yeah. honestly there really isn't a lot of mcu stuff in this movie but this character pops into other mcu movies later on right. i think we talked about how the space of time between movies that it's just really difficult. Like we're not going to see another doctor strange for a while. Right. And, and I'm I-
0: wondering if he might show up in like Shang Chi or, you know, cause that's more based on the mystic he has to maybe in dealing with, uh, the 10 rings organization and, and that had come from the Mandarin side of things. So there's a lot of Eastern mysticism to it too. So he might show up as like, he's one of the few known characters and like known commodities And that's what we could call them known commodities going forward.
1: The problem with phase four is that you are leaving a lot of your core members of the MCU that we've known it: Captain America Mm -hmm. Iron Man. I mean, I know Thor's coming back, but I mean, it's not that big, you know, so you're you now you are hoping that these new people, these new heroes will catch on and let's be honest, they're not going to not as hot as the other ones got because there was never these, like these new movies never existed before Iron Man came out. So everyone was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Now it's just like, Oh, it's now we're doing this. Oh, now we're doing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm
0: looking at the phase four list right now. The first one, black widow, eternals, Shang Chi. And then we had the, the Spider-Man sequel, Thor and Dr. Strange. So, you know black widow is going to do well people are going to they all do well yeah, i'm not saying they're not going to financially a tough do concept well to understand like i've read a couple of the comics on that yeah i have no idea what to expect it's a, out tough, of it's a tough sell yeah and then shang shang chi that's another one that you know you're going to back-to-back movies with not a lot of known entities yeah. in them they'll do well right well that will they do
1: as well as the other ones have done? Maybe not.
0: No, they'll probably do this level. Yeah. Dr. Strange. But I think
1: I'm wondering if that should be the expectation for a lot of these movies. Like they shouldn't expect to do like, you know, Iron Man money or Captain America, money. they should expect to do like, you know, Dr. Strange money, stuff like that. And maybe you'll be lucky and you'll hit one of them will hit. And, and you know, you'll, you'll get your, you'll get your new kind of like slate of stars. It's almost like, it's almost like when Saturday Night Live, they'll Saturday Night Live will have like, for like four or five years, they'll have a core group of people that are just, funny yep. then they all leave and then you kind of are mired through a couple of years of uh they're okay they're not, not as good not as, good not as good not as good not as good then all of a sudden you'll have another so it's all it's, it's cyclical yeah. i'm wondering if that's what we're gonna have here but that's a that's i guess that's a
0: that's a question for another episode. i was just
1: gonna took the words right out of my mouth so all right so i'm done talking about dr strange uh <laughs> not that we talked about dr strange no well because there's really not much to talk about he's yeah. a jerk dr jerk mister Dr. Mr. Jerk. Dr.
0: Jerk. What are, what's, uh, what are we doing next week? We are doing Guardians of the Galaxy okay. Volume 2. Cue up that Yacht Rock radio. And there let's you go. We're going to go
1: back to the 70s and 80s and listen to some more music and the adventures of the GOTG gang.
0: I like that. Wow, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right, I'm out.
1: See you next week. Pat's going to give you his recommended reading, although he already gave you two of them in the episode. Shame on you, Pat. Go.
0: As always, at the end of each episode, we like to send you home with some recommended reading that follows up on some of the characters and plots presented in this week's film. Our recommended reading section is sponsored by Infinite Heroes, comics, cards, and collectibles in Watertown, Connecticut. If you're in the Connecticut or New England area, it's a great location to pick up comics from Marvel, as well as DC, Image, and more. They also have a large collection of trading cards, toys, and collectibles. Owner Paul Santos has worked in comics for years, most recently as an editor of DC Comics. Ask him for a recommendation, and tell him we sent you. This week in the Doctor Strange recommended reading. First up, we have Essential Doctor Strange Volume One by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. This hefty collection covers Strange Tales number one ten, Doctor Strange's origin, number one eleven, and numbers one fourteen through one sixty eight. Yeah, this is fifty plus issues in this book, including the seventeen part epic, the Eternity Saga. Strange is stripped of his power by Dormammu and Baron Mordo must travel to find the interdimensional being, Eternity. This is quintessential Doctor Strange reading for anybody that wants to like the character but couldn't from this movie. Um, Next up, we had Doctor Strange, The Oath. Uh, We talked about this one in today's episode. Written by Brian K. Vaughn, renowned writer of Saga, Paper Girls, and The Runaways. An art by Marcos Martin. This follows Doctor Strange, Wong, and The Night Nurse as they get to the bottom of Who Shot Doctor Strange? and who stole a magical elixir that could be the cure to all cancer this is a fun five-parter that reminds us that strange isn't just a mister or a master but a true doctor sworn to uphold his Oath. and finally uh this is one i'm a big fan of it's dr strange volume one the way of the weird uh the 2015 series by jason aaron and chris piccolo introduces us to a bohemian doc strange that battles the weirdest things that find their way to our plane of existence Its visuals rival the early Dicko era run, and while still a jerk, this strange is more personal and sarcastic than his movie counterpart. This series is fantastic. Thanks for listening. Happy reading. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll see you next week.